head, you know. Yeah, the same people that's on like 112, bro. <laughs> bro, ask them. They will lose count after a set. Yeah, for unless, real. Unless they're, like, they're in the studio every week. Yeah, they release an episode every week, though, yeah, to so be fair. Think, yeah, so they're not, they're not going to forget because if they just did it the other day. Yeah, 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 nah, for real. Right, so yeah, so today we're talking about um, vulnerability. Um, obviously, you know that like men are probably not as vulnerable as women are. Um, so that's obviously the episode or the topic for today. But before we do that, let's do the intro. Welcome, guys. This is the Real Talk, Real Walk family. Welcome. We're back with another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be an interesting one that we got today. We got myself, Gabs. Myself, Emmanuel, Game Changer. And we are here to free the realness as always, each and every time. Word. So, yeah, so Iman, so the question for today, bro, is if I can find it. See, this is what happens when you play with your phone. Um, raw. It's proper gone, you know. Men being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it. I find it. So, how can men have deep human conversation? Wow, mm. Gabs. English? English. <laughs> <laughs> Raw, let's try that again, man. Ah, Gabs, you don't mess up. What's your fumble? Ah, Babala Blonda, I think mistake. Wow. Raw, ah. How can men have deep human connections if they are vulnerable? So, obviously, like coming from like the belief and understanding that, you know, what society is presented to us, that men are not as vulnerable as women are. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we know that you're like, men don't really speak as much in comparison to women. So, mm-hmm. we're not saying that men don't speak at all. Obviously, men do, but in comparison to women, we're right. probably not as vulnerable. So, okay. let's just obviously like just touch upon like how men could obviously do more to like open up. But how can we have like, deep human connections if men aren't as vulnerable as women are? We have... I, I don't think we can answer the question unless we kind of deal why with with the question as to why they're not vulnerable. Yeah, um, so let's deal with that, bro. So, like, in your in your views, like, why do you think that is, bro? I think one of the... I think one of the biggest factors is um, toxic masculinity. Mm. What society... What's, to- what's toxic masculinity? Break it down, bro. So, I think it would be better to get a defi- uh, dictionary definition. You know me, I love, you just, know me, I love my dictionary yeah, definition. So to get that. Let me look but for it whilst you're... My, my paraphrase is just a masculinity, um, a form of masculinity that is harmful to men and women, mm. or harmful to society. So, certain ideologies, practices, mindsets, philosophies that are embraced in order well, for a man to think he's a man. Mm. Do you know what? You got that spawn, you know? Oh, wow. Well done, bro. Yeah. So I've Googled it and it says, in psychology, because obviously it's a psychology term, mm-hmm. in psychology, toxic masculinity refers to traditional cultural masculine norms okay. that can be harmful to men, women, and society overall. Okay. This concept of toxic masculinity is not intended to demonize men or male attributes, but rather to emphasize the harmful effects of conformity to certain traditional music music masculine ideologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think those those things have had a that has had a massive effect on men. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about even being vulnerable, you know, the that toxic masculinity says vulnerability doesn't exist. Mm. Don't show any pain. Hide your pain, if anything. Mm. Or or real pain doesn't really exist. You're a man. Suck mm, it up. Mm. So when you're expecting it, you're not going to get it because you've got a man who thinks he's a man because he's not saying how he feels. Mm. Before he even pulls out his heart, like he needs to start saying how he feels mm. in those moments. And so sometimes when women are looking to men to open up like they do, you have to understand that you have to you have to unlearn certain Same ideas and, and philosophies and fi- sometimes it's things that they've seen yeah if you've seen your dad not open up and you've seen your dad just be firm and just not show any emotion you've never seen your dad cry before you've never seen your dad before uh, uh, upset before you've only seen him angry all the time mm. you're gonna think well as a man as a young man growing up and that's all you see. You're going to think, well, that's what that's what a man looks like. Because, mm. And if you see your uncles as well, like, that's what you're going to think or perceive that. Be it, that's what 
it is to be a man. Mm. So then you're gonna that that is gonna spill out into every aspect of your life. Whether you mm. go to work, whether you're dating, whether you, you know, whether you're dealing with your sisters or whatever, talking to ladies on social media, it's it's just gonna spill over. Do you know what that is interesting? Like I definitely hear what you're saying. Like, obviously, what you see in front of you, you're more likely to like idolize that, or you think that that is what manhood is because of what you've seen. Mm-hmm. But then there are obviously there are some of us like myself who never grew up with like a dad. Um, who never grew up with like a father figure in my younger years. So it's obviously, the question now would be, all right, what kind of manhood have I seen? Where have I got my manhood from? Um, Because obviously growing up, didn't necessarily have that dad. So there will be some people who don't necessarily have these father figures, but will still act in certain ways. So for example, like we, there could be some men out there who didn't have a father figure, but still possess some toxic traits. Okay. Then the question is, where did they get it from? Yeah, that's okay. Let's let's before we go to other guys, which is more hypothetical. You you have older brothers, older brother, I've got older brother. Yeah, you yeah. have an older brother. Did yeah. you look up to him? Yeah, yeah. So to be fair, yeah, they look up to him. Yeah. Okay. So that plays a part. Mm. You have to understand, boys, men. We look, we look to men a lot. Mm. If we don't see one in our house, we're going to look outside. We're going to look elsewhere. Mm. If we don't look outside, we're going to look on the internet. Mm, we're gonna yeah, have to, yeah. we're going to find someone that looks like us or represents. Like one of the things people have to understand is. Man, a lot of manhood has to do with modeling. Mm. Manhood is modeled. A lot of manhood has to do with m- modeling. That's why, as much as I respect, you know, single um, single mothers because they've done what they've had to do. Mm. But for men, a lot of manhood has to do with model, be, um, like modeling. Mm. So that's why a lot of guys, if they don't see at home, they may turn to the road. Mm. For some guys who may who are not on the road, maybe they'll look up to their pastor, mm. or they'll look up to their mentor, mm. or their youth worker. So. It, it just depends. Like, you may not have the ideal, you may not be in an ideal situation, but you always look for what you feel represents you the most. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. Like, as a as a black, anyway, let me not even go that down. I don't want to make it really a race thing. But let's say, for example, as a black boy, you're more likely to look for a black man mm. to look up to as your inspiration. Mm. And if you don't find one, then you you'll still look to a man, but from another race, maybe a white a white person. But the point is that you're always looking for for there's there's something on the inside of every boy, every man that is that will latch onto when they see what they feel. Why do you, why do a, you think we want to latch onto something or latch onto someone? Because every every man in in the family context is a leader, and so looking looking for someone who's going to inspire you and for something that you can aspire to be. Mm. So, so that, I think that aspiration might not necessarily be close hand or within proximity. No, so for example, no. like a lot of guys, the people, the men that inspire them are men that are not within their reach. So for example, a lot of a lot of young adults, like males, maybe 28, 27, yeah. um, they aspire to be people like P. Diddy, okay. Dr. Dre, okay. Jay Z, those are a lot of a lot of my counterparts' aspirations. Okay, um, there's a but, lot of males. But now you're t- you're kind. I was kind of more talking about um, your formative stages, as in younger. So you're talking about okay, t- okay. your okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. the 30, the thirty year old stages are though, different. When, when I was seventeen, what what male? I don't know what males did I think. Oh yeah, I looked up to you. I don't know if I if I had that role model. You know, obviously I looked up to you, my brother. Well, it, it you must have had one because you weren't looking to yourself as a role model. I don't think I had a role model, you know. So who were you? Were you just trying to be yourself, or as a man? You know, I'm I'm sure there was, was as think, a man. What did you, you? There was someone you wanted to be like. You can't. Every everyone wants to be like somebody. If not exactly, mm. not necessarily exactly. Sorry, but like somebody. So I think I don't think I think. I think this is probably what I, I can disagree with the point a little bit because if there's anybody I wanted to be like, I would say D-Double. But that's not me as an individual. That's me as a musician. So obviously when I was young, I used to rap. I used to MC. Okay. So if there was any inspiration I had, yeah. 
D-Double was my inspiration. Okay. However, but even he, as a musician... I didn't want to be him as an individual. No, this is, no, no. As a man, he wasn't my person I looked up to as a man. I yeah. didn't have a role model that, oh, I want to be like that as a man. Yeah. I wanted to sound like D-Double. Yeah. Um, I looked up to D-Double yeah. as a musician. So let's say career-wise, okay. that was an inspiration. And this is why I made a comment of like P. Diddy, Jay-Z, because a lot of guys can look up to people like these, yeah. but they don't necessarily look up to people or they may not necessarily have individuals or men within their lives that they can say they want to be like. Well, you see the thing that if you want to be like D-Double, you have to understand it's not just how we were spitting bars. You would, you have to understand like, for, okay, for example, growing up when we would watch grime sets on TV, we would watch all these men. It's not just their mannerisms, uh, not just their bars, sorry. You would look at their mannerisms. You would look at how they were acting. You would watch their interviews. You would watch how they interact with other men. You would watch Risky Roads and all of these things. Because it's not just it's not just the bars and it was not just their flows. It was, for me all, it, was, it was their whole... Or you can't... I, I don't think you can separate... Bro, let me be honest. I can't tell you what D-Double's characteristics are like. I can't tell you I'm what his attitude is like. I'm I can't tell you his mannerisms. All I can tell you is, we only deal with original written. That's why a man like me is getting bitten. Okay. I, all I can tell you is his bars. I don't know anything about him. I know he's so, got a daughter. Okay, you wanted, to be, you wanted to be like... Okay, music-wise, you wanted to... But you were watching a lot of his videos, right? I will watch his freestyles. Okay. And you that's how I learned. That's music. how I master. Yeah, I listen to his music and that's how I master my craft. Yeah. But in terms of male role models, there was probably no men that I can say, yeah, like, I want to be like this individual. I didn't really have that role model. I didn't so really have that man. So when you wanted to grow up, what did you, you, what, what was your aspiration then? It wasn't an individual. My aspiration was just to be influential. Okay. My aspiration was to just fulfill God's purpose. That, that in itself was what was why I would be happy to wake up each day just to just to know that I've got that I've got a purpose to fulfill and that was what was driving me. There was no individual that, oh yeah. It's only as I've gotten older, that's why I'm now at a point where I realise, yeah, like it's important to obviously have mentors, it's important to be accountable to certain individuals. But in my younger years, there was no men in my life that was like, I want to be like that man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, especially growing it. up in L especially growing up where I where I grew up. Yeah. And all of the men around me were literally on the roads. Yeah. Probably talk about that another another episode. But yeah. I didn't necessarily have like male role models in growing up. It's only now that I've become stronger in a faith that I'm connecting with males. I'm connecting. I've got mentors and stuff like that. And I'm more accountable. But I think in growing up, there was never like that male role model. Do you know what I mean? Eve, um, cause I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm struggling to understand because... You you said you want to be you wanted to be influential, and then at the time your purpose was to fulfill God's purpose for your life. But then at the same time, how how are you going to do that? Or like, sure, you went you were going to church sometimes. Mm. Like, did you not look at your pastor? Did you not look at deacons or I elders in your church? Let me not lie, I didn't look up to Big Daddy. So you just <laughs> so so you were you were looking to God basically, Essen essentially. So one yeah, essentially, I was obviously looking to. Are God. Are you saying this because you can't remember? Or you're saying this because know, it's genuine? I know I would not look up to Big Daddy. You are still talking with me. I won't give you permission to say anything. Don't, I love Big Daddy. Don't get me okay, wrong. Okay, But to look up to him, I want to be like him. No way. No, not necessarily. Okay, okay. But I did, obviously, I did like respect there, him. Okay, but to why look did you respect him? Because he was my pastor. Okay. So and it's as, almost as, like it's by you, default. Okay, so by default. So there was no, he, he didn't have any good traits. Yeah, yeah, he had good traits. What like, the good traits he was like preaching he the word of God. Okay, he was preaching the word of God. Mm. What else? Preaching the word of God is that a good trait? Anyway, anyway, that's another discussion. <laughs> he was preaching the word of yeah, God. Okay, I what didn't else? know him on a personal level like that, so I didn't talk to him on that level to obviously like get to know him like that. And this he was is quite, a very he's, strange case. He's quite, so, he's quite fresh uh, as well. But there's, lo I think there's loads of men that we didn't really have role models like that. No, you was no, probably you was probably fortunate. You might be one of the minority that no, like, growing up you had like male role models. No, not necessarily because you, you from the from what I'm hearing, you're making it sound like role models was a positive thing. Loads of guys, whether they like would like to call it that or not, many guys. For example, the guys that looked up to guys on to the, on the road, they were role models to them, and they looked up to them. Why? Because mm. they looked after their boys. Why? Because you they see, made money. Why? Because so they've got reasons for why they looked up to these individuals. But that's, but that's the whole point. I've you, got no reasons for looking up to some of these guys, especially when growing up. 
I didn't necessarily have that within you my vicinity. Have, you did have a reason. You had a reason because you wanted to be influential in life. Yeah, but I wasn't around these influential people. Yeah, but that it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be around influential people. Mm. The point is that you want to be influential in life. Mm. There's, I don't know, I don't know, I'm trying to logic, I'm trying to logically map it out. If you want to be influential in life mm. without not looking to influential people, you're only looking to God. Mm. How did you think you were going to be influential at 17 years old? No, I didn't really think that far. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, what I'm saying... Okay, I even, I okay think, in yeah, the moment, forget... Okay, you didn't think, think about the, it that far. I think at in the, the moment now... No, because, in that moment, in that moment. In that moment, yeah. I'm just thinking about what I need to do and what I can do to be able to be influential. And how did you know how what, how you need... What you needed to do, sorry. How did you know what you needed to do? It was, it was probably based on, like, my views, isn't it? So, obviously, I did... I was doing music, so that was obviously one of the avenues. Yeah, I'm okay. Good, I'm good with people, so that was one of the avenues. Okay. So, in speaking to people on a one-to-one basis, okay. that was obviously a way that one could be influential. Okay. In gatherings, that's obviously a way one could be influential. Okay. I think what we obviously probably need to focus on more is that I wasn't really... I didn't have people to look at that I can say, yes, I want to be like this person, or I like the way this person is influencing people. Okay. Um, And that's probably... One thing that I'm grateful for now is I've got these people around me where I can say, yes, I actually want to be like this individual. I actually aspire to be like this person. Um, all yeah. I think, as, I think, growing up, the influences were probably far, far out of my reach. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. So, mean, that's why just I because that's why I mentioned the um, the P Diddy Jay Z thing. So for yeah. me, it might have been Bishop T D Jakes, but yeah. he's, he's far out of my no, reach. No, but I'm not. What I'm not saying is that they need to be close to you. What I'm saying is that a lot of manhood is learnt behaviors, learnt modeling. You've looked at P Diddy. You've looked at Jay Z. They're 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 business moguls. They're they're media moguls. They're music moguls. They not only can they rap or sing or write a hook. They have a certain swagger. They dress a certain way, even though they dress much better now. But there's certain things about them, even if it's not everything you pick up. So, for example, I use David Beckham. David Beckham is actually a big hero of mine. Mm. David Beckham is a big hero of mine. Um, one because. One, because I love family. And one of the things that I, I, I loved about David Beckham is that, yeah, even though there's, there's, there's over the years there's been a lot of rumours about him and uh, Victoria, mm. but he always shows his family. Always bigging up his wife mm. and his kids. Um, yeah. Second reason yeah. is because David Beckham is a brand and he carried himself accordingly. Like, this guy was doing fashion, he was doing perfect fragrances, he the guy mm. was doing a whole everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like how he's carried him as a businessman. Mm. Like football, like the guy hasn't the guy hasn't gone into punditry, yeah, you know. Yeah, the guy's yeah. not gone into yeah, like no, he's literally real. as a like he's maintained it. And obviously now he's an owner of a f- football club or whatever, or yeah. a franchise, football franchise in America. But for me, like he was one of the guys, he's one of the guys, obviously, I know some people are thinking, he's not a Christian. Anyway, God, God help you, you're religious. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that he was someone that I looked up to from a, like a business perspective and I'm, as a man, mm. like he made like not, he's not the greatest idol, but he's one of those that, you know what, love your family, like look after your kids, pick mm. up your family, let the world know that yeah, you're yeah. a family man. Do you get what mm. I'm saying? So, I, I, I've never been in proximity to David Beckham. Yeah. I do pray that I'll get to meet him. I actually mm. really want to be his friend. Yeah. But, like, he's someone that I looked at from afar. Mm. But there's certain things, I didn't pick everything from him. Like, when I heard the rumours, whether they're true or false, like, that's something I was like, okay, well, that's not an aspect. If it's true, that's not a side of him that I want to pick. I don't want to be a gallus. I don't want to, mm. you know, I don't want to cheat on my wife and stuff like that. But there's certain aspects of him that I picked and went, okay, cool. I like that. Mm. There's certain, like, there's other people who have gone, okay, well, I don't know, but there's parts, there's attributes that you have that I like and I want to not not necessarily embrace it, but I want to model that to a degree. Yeah. So for my dad, someone who loved the family, who sacrificed, who loved his wife, who loved his kids, but who was passionate about God. Bro, so when people say, What's, what, give me some reasons why you're passionate. One of the reasons why I'm passionate is because I, I had my dad. Mm, I guess you're obviously... Do you understand? I guess you're obviously fortunate that you was able to see these people and obviously follow these people to the extent where you can take stuff from them. Well, um, I, they, but the first two... Well, David Beckham, I used was... I used two examples. Stu- one was not in proximity, one was in Beckham, proximity. you obviously studied him to the extent where you know so much. Yeah. 
know what I mean? And so, and that's why I say you're obviously fortunate to be in that position where you did take the time to obviously study. Yeah. Whereas the person who is out of proximity for me was Bishop D.D. Jakes, but I okay. didn't study him like that. I ain't got a clue what he does in his family. I ain't yeah. got all I know is that he's got a couple of daughters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he preaches really well. Yeah. And that was probably as much as I knew. So, in terms of influence, that was probably what I tried to steal or somebody that I probably tried to model my behavioural attitude around yeah. in terms of how he executed what he did. But there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, nothing, no, of course, nothing, of course. There's nothing wrong with that. But I never just, really had the people around me. Yeah, so in I terms can, of yeah, that manhood, I, that sense, yeah, one, yeah, could, one could argue that in my younger years, I was winging it. Do you know what I mean? One could okay. argue I was winging it because I was obviously raised by my single mother. I had okay. a siblings. Yeah. So it was them that was more or less keeping me in check. It was them that was more or less moulding me. Do you know okay. what I mean? Um, I do I, feel I do feel like you did have other influences. I.e. when when you well when we were in the gospel scene, I do feel like you definitely did have some musical influences. So maybe not necessarily as a man, man, but as mm. a well, I don't want to compartmentalize it too much because part of you is being a musician. Yeah. So there were things that there were bits of inspiration that you were able to get and take mm. whether it's rapping or whether it's singing and you, you're like okay well I can take this on yeah. so I do feel like there are bits and pieces that you were able to maybe not as you use the T.D. Jakes example not in proximity but there were some things that you were able to take from him mm-hmm. some people are more fortunate because they've got people around them but what I think my initial point was more so that as a man more time more time like it's 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 modeling what can I see like the man them on the road I go back to this example all the time like your boy who brought you through or you're older when you're looking at him and you're saying rah this man is making peas or rah this guy even though he's trapping he's looking after his mom and you know he bought her a car or he's looking after the man them he's buying us chips or he does a nines and he's buying everyone turkey mm-hmm. for Christmas like <laughs> the, all that kind of stuff like you look at it and you go rah like I want to do this yeah, you know yeah, I, yeah. I want to be it doesn't mean that like all the aspects of your manhood have been addressed, mm. but it's like the different, let's say there's different parts, let's say there's different parts of your manhood. You're, you're up in some and you're down in, in mm. others. And I think that's like, obviously we're talking, we've had different experiences, mm. but going back to the original point, I feel like why that whole vulnerability piece is there is because something like being vulnerable should be a learn should be something that is learned by yeah. you viewing but a lot of us men have not experienced that fortunately i was able to have that but not to the fullest my dad was a man who expressed himself but most of the time he did that in front of my mom yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, I didn't always get i didn't really see him i've i saw him cry mm. Like, when he lost it, like, when he lost both of his parents, like, I saw him cry. I've seen him cry for other things. But aside from that, most of his vulnerability was in front of my mum, but I never saw that. So I saw bits and pieces, but it was enough for me to kind of run with. But then at the same time, if I use my story, bro, like, I I did not think I could speak very well. I could not hold conversations. So... Most of conversations I had in my teenage years was if I'm calling a girl, I'm listening to her speak. Mm. So I never felt comfortable to say how I was feeling. I'll just be listening even to her with, speak. Even with a woman? Yeah. Because I think that's interesting because I do find that men are probably more comfortable being vulnerable with a woman than they are being vulnerable to other men. Yes. I find that. And I'm, yes. And I'm still, it's like I'm trying to do like a little, I don't know what I'm trying to do in my head, but I'm trying to do like a mental case in my head to try and understand like why that is. Lack why of judgment. Lack of judgment. One of the main reasons is lack of judgment. So are we saying that men are more judgmental than women? When when it comes to male issues, yes. Mm, that's interesting. If you tell if you tell your boy that you have homosexual tendencies, mm. who's going to receive? If you tell yeah, someone be that backlash, it, but if a, if a man tells a woman that he's struggling with masturbation, then the woman's probably going to be there supporting. Where yeah. the man then will probably laugh. If and, you if you if you if you if you told that if you if you told a girl that you have homosexual tendencies, she's more likely to listen to you mm. and not judge you. If you tell your boy. If you tell your boy that no, nah, I'm being serious, bro. Yeah, if, no, you tell, if you tell your boy, mm. bro, he might say, "Oh, I hear that," but oh, it's peak yeah, because it's you peak. know he's gonna start acting a certain way after that. Yeah, yeah, real. And you were trying to be vulnerable. Mm. What you were trying to say is, bro, I need help. Mm. I don't feel like I feel like maybe I'm like I know like I should be like feeling 
females, but or if you tell your boy, you know what? Like you wouldn't tell your boy your moist feelings about mm. your let's say you're in a yeah. relationship. Yeah. You wouldn't really you really you wouldn't really want to. Obviously, it's different for us because we're married men, like so we're more we're more likely to be vulnerable to other married men yeah. in yeah, a sense. For real, yeah. But like you wouldn't tell your boy, like, bro, like I'm whipped over this girl. Like back in the day, you, when your boy t- says that you're whipped, you're like, yeah. nah, bro, I'm not I'm whipped. Like, man. But yeah, you yeah, are yeah. whipped. Yeah, it's just, but it's just that in front of your boys, you don't want to look like you're yeah, whipped. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, I feel like, in, like, and the re- aside from the fact that, the the fact that um, there's, I feel like there's less judgment from the lady side, but ladies also. The second, for me, the second reason is because ladies' emotional intelligence is much better than men's. Oh, one hundred percent. So when when a guy's coming, when a guy's coming to a lady to say X Y Z, like she will understand it more than a guy mm. does because a guy's trying to break it down like, raw like why is my boy trying to like yeah, tell me his whole life real. like I'm, like, bruh, I think like, probably I'm men are probably a bit more bit more logical than women are. I think. Naturally, women are receivers. So I think women receive information well. Women receive things well. So they're probably able to deal with certain emotions probably a lot better than men. Yeah. Um, like I remember when, obviously remember that time, we, I think it was like episode, we talked about the mental health episode. Yeah. And I was obviously going through what I was going through. I remember telling one of my boys and he couldn't even say nothing back to me. Like yeah, he, yeah. it's almost as though he was stunned. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To the extent that I thought to myself, all right, maybe we shouldn't be having this conversation. Right, maybe right. I shouldn't be telling you this. Yeah. Clearly, you don't know how to receive the information that I'm telling you yeah. or you don't know how to process it or you yeah. don't know what to do that's, with the information. Yeah, that's the key thing. However, when I was obviously, like, told my sisters or my missus, the conversation was a... The, we had a better flowing conversation because they asked the correct questions. Right. Um, they were able to give the correct advice. Whereas I think, man, them, it's almost just like, oh, like, I don't really know how to deal with this. I've never actually been here before. Yeah. Um, which is obviously very, very interesting, man. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, men may not necessarily be able to deal with some information in comparison to women. And like you said, it might be the whole emotional intelligence. Bro, it's a, bro, a hundred, a hundred million times. It's not, it might be, there's a big, because it, in, in st- statistically speaking, mm. women mature earlier than men. Mm, mm. Or, or factually speaking, sorry, women mature earlier than men. Mm. Women are more emotionally intelligent. Factual. It's mm. not, it's factual. But, the thing about intelligence is this, because you you made a good point about receiving, but intelligence is not just receiving. Intelligence is receiving and processing the information. Mm. That's what makes someone intelligent. Okay, you're telling me this, but I can... You're saying one thing, but I can process it and understand what the root of what you're trying to say is. Yeah, yeah. When you were telling your boy what you were going through, mm. he was probably thinking, why are you telling me? Whereas your message is going, okay, I'm receiving what he's saying, and at the root of it, he's mm. actually scared. Mm. He's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. fearful. He actually thinks, what's going to happen yeah, here? Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. So that's what it means to be emotionally intelligent. And we lack that because we've kind of been shown that it's wrong. Mm. Mm. So even when we get into relationships and lady, our ladies are trying to tell us something, we're, one, because we may not even be listening in the first place. Mm. We've got divided attention. Two, when they actually tell us something, mm. we're always trying to logically, trying to, like think, yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. it's it's as black as white uh, yeah, as, yeah. and white, whereas it may not be. And yeah, what and more time, obviously, you're married. Like when you speak to your wife and you get to the bottom of it, you realize, oh. right, so that was the actual issue. Yeah, yeah, she might have been real. upset at one thing, mm. but it stemmed from something that happened the other day at work. Yeah, yeah, Do you understand? Yeah, but yeah. you only learn I could I could only learn that more the more time I spent around my mom. Mm. Um, obviously further down in life with my wife like being able to actually sit down and actually talk about these things Mm, and mm. I also also for me I think one of the best things that helped me was realising I can actually speak Mm. because for such a long time like I said like ladies I would always listen to them that's why they that's why girls love um speaking to me because mm. I'll use my own credit to hear them talk <laughs> to me. They'll be talking to me, talking to and I would not say anything. Mm. And that that hindered me for a long time because, bro, I could not strike sound conversation. Mm. Everything was small talk. Mm. Even if, if I'm moving to a girl, like I felt more confident on a phone than mm. I would, do you understand? Yeah, yeah, even yeah. though I know I'm funny, even though I know I'm confident, mm. but I just can't hold the conversations. So I'd prefer to do it over the phone. Mm. So now, growing up, when it's now I get into a, a serious relationship and now there's issues, 
And I'm getting to a point where I've realized, oh, like, I can't actually keep quiet on this. Yeah, I've actually yeah, yeah. got to say something. Mm. Then I had to get to a point where I'm now opening my mouth to say. So do you think, like, men probably learn how to be more vulnerable if they're in a romantic relationship? Because obviously it no. seems like, because obviously um, how, obviously, like like you said, like the way you speak to women, like women are probably more listening, but then you got into a serious relationship. So yeah. you kind of knew you had to obviously do better. Yeah, yeah. Do you obviously think that that's probably the way that men can become more vulnerable is through romantic relationships? Because don't get me wrong, like I know any man in, any man who wants to be in a successful relationship, he needs to know how to be vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a challenge for all of us men. Like We've all been there where mm-hmm. like our wives might, or our girlfriends or whoever might come and tell us about their, their crap, their work. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, come on, get over it. Like It's yeah, just yeah, always yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, your yeah. boss is just telling you rubbish. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're the problem anyway. Yeah. You're the reason. Like, and we're trying to find out what you've done wrong. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas really, they're looking for that emotional connection. Yeah. So obviously, we're, we learn on the job. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but then obviously then what do we say for like the men who are not in any romantic relationships but they ain't got the experience they don't have a woman to be able to show them or indirectly show them how to be vulnerable you see what I don't what I don't want to endorse is a culture whereby men have to wait to get into relationships before they start addressing their vulnerability that's what I'm saying but this is what it this is what it sounds like I I mean it produces results yeah yeah that's I think that's what's happening yeah 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 of course this is because because we're now aware of it, we can now start addressing it. That's what, yeah. So, so let's, yeah, let's address that now. Yeah. So, one, I don't believe as a man you should wait till when you get into a relationship to do so. It's harder, it's easier saying it than doing it, but we've actually got to start speaking up. And I think that can only start in our close circuits mm. um, amongst our friends. So whether male or female. Mm. But obviously, I think what the, the bigger issue is male to male. Mm. And I think we've got to start doing that. But then you've got to just, you've got to deep. Who are the brothers that I can actually have serious conversations with? Who are the brothers that I can actually, you know, tell what I'm going through and how I actually feel? Mm. Because there's some guys in your circle that, your friends, don't get me wrong, your friends, but they're just not the guys that you can go to because they just don't know how to handle. So that means you've got to find the mature bros in your circle or the mature man them in your circle to actually go, bro, like, I'm going through this, like, bro. I'm going through depression, mm. like, bro. I'm, uh, you know, I'm having a bad time at home. I, I, you know what, like, it's it's mad. Like, I've got family issues. Mm. Like, I'm I'm fighting with my mom and dad at the moment, and they're gonna kick me out. Like, I, bro, I just, you know, I'm not necessarily saying I want help. But mm. I just want someone to talk about it because it's driving me crazy at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Or, bro, I've just broken up with this girl. Um, you know about it, but you don't know how. Craziest making like yeah. bro, like I miss her or bro. And you know know it, it may not necessarily always be like your friends that you could be able to do this thing with. It might just be people with a certain ability. Do you know what I mean? For yeah. example, some guys may not even know you at all, Eman, yeah. but they might hear you on a podcast and think, actually, like Eman's quite a sound guy. Right. Let me go and speak to Eman. But they have you... but that would mean that they have a level of trust by just listening to me. On yeah, the podcast, yeah, but I yeah, yeah, of course. But they're not—they're they're not necessarily your friends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but they will still be able to trust in you. Whereas your friends might think, yeah. "Oh, Eman's just there for banter, or Eman's yeah. just there for this." Yeah, and you might obviously give more advice to people that are not your friends yeah, because yeah, yeah. they might see you differently to your friends may see you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like our, yeah. Fr- yeah. our friends may just see us as, oh yeah, jokers or yeah. funny or this or for yeah. there for football or boxing mm-hmm. or whatever. We may relate with them with. Yeah. But you might find that even people that are not our friends mm-hmm. might obviously seek help and seek advice and might want to open up to us because mm-hmm. of the level of trust that they have in yeah. us or because of the wisdom that they may think we may provide. Yeah, so definitely. It's not like always just like friendships. Nah, it could it just be like no, just men in general. Men in general, but the 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 best way to work about work around that, especially if you don't know them, is to there has to be a level of trust. Oh yeah, no, of course, of course. Like if you don't trust and you're gonna tell someone, well they can tell anyway, but you need to know that if I'm going to tell this person, there's there's a likelihood that the, the information can get out. Mm. But I trust them enough to say it. To say, but yeah. that's good enough because that's a first step because yeah, no, you're willing to actually speak about it. Mm. Like me, like people, like, like people that know me very well, I'm a very serious person. I'm serious about life because life is a serious thing. Not, in a, not to the degree where you can't laugh because I love to laugh, but mm. serious in the sense that people are going through stuff. People are going through issues. And at this, I can't 
be sitting around going or pretending like life isn't real. Mm-hmm. So I, my friends know, if you're my friend, you know that you can message me, you can call me. My church members know that, look, I'm there for them. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Because that's, I want, I want to create that environment where people can speak to me about what they're going through, not just surface level or, yeah, I'm having a bad, why are you having a bad time? Yeah, of course. What that's are what, you going that's what I was going to ask. Like, what do you think we can do and when I say we, it's not necessarily like me and you personally, yeah, and it's yeah. not as men, but like men and women. Yeah. Um, what can we do to support the idea of men being vulnerable? Like, obviously, as listeners going to be listening, they might some girls might have male friends who are not very good mm-hmm. at being vulnerable. Yeah. Um, the guys might be listening who are not very good at vulnerable being vulnerable. What what kind of like advice do we have for people? Well, like, what can we do to help our friends be vulnerable? One of the first things, one of the first practical things I say is get yourself or surround yourself with people that are forward thinkers. So, for example, men. I'm part of a movement called 412 Men, run, run by Ayok Odini. Now, 412 Men endorse this culture. So, if you come for the first time, or what, if you come for the first time, you'll realize that before the session starts, every man in that place has to give an update on their week. Mm. People will come out and say, bro, masturbation issues. Mm. Bro, I slept with someone last week. Mm. Bro, I got a girl pregnant recently. Is that and real, I, yeah? I, bro, I'm, I'm, I I'm not making... Exa- I'm not giving like fake exa- I'm telling you real stuff. I respect it. I, I've lost my job. All of those. So, like, I'll mix it a point of... Like, a factual point. Like, tell us what you're going through. And then what do we do off the back of that? then we can support you. Mm. So first we'll pray, but then the leadership team will go, okay, cool. I think we may need to chat with this guy further. We may need to meet up with this guy. We may need to connect with, you know, another guy or whatever. Like Mm. that is, that is practical. Find, get yourself amongst people that are, that are, that have what you're looking for. Mm. So that level of vulnerability, that level of family, that level of, I can trust you. I can be open with you. Mm. It's hard because I know some people might say, I'm not around those people. Will I have to look? Well, yes. Because if, mm. if you're not around those people, it might be hard to try and force those who are in proximity to you to, to yeah, get yeah, them yeah. to do what you yeah, need. No, of course, of course. Do you understand? Yeah, so yeah. that's one of the first practical steps. Two is just build, like, being willing to be vulnerable. Like, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Are you willing to be vulnerable? Depends on who you're being vulnerable to. No, no, no. Is... Are you willing? I'm not even saying speaking to people. Mm. You, have you made an, in, is like there said, an internal think, conviction that think, sh- should I, I meet re- someone? I think, the reason I, why, I think the reason why people won't be vulnerable it might be because of how people are going to receive the information. So like we said earlier, um, if people can be quite judgmental, then it yeah. makes it difficult for us to be vulnerable. For example, if me being vulnerable to you means they're now going to use me as a point of reference in your sermon, then it's going to be very, very difficult for me to open up to you. Or if me being if me opening up to you means you're now going to go to somebody else and tell them what I went through, then it's going to make it difficult. Or if I'm going to be judged, if you if me being vulnerable means I'm going to be told that I don't know God or I don't my faith isn't strong enough, then it's going to make it difficult for us to obviously open up, which is why I was going to say being a good receiver probably does encourage vulnerability amongst men. Um, yeah. People being able to receive and process information without the judgment might make it easier for men to actually speak up. Do you know what I mean? If, if yeah. you know that like you can open up to me and I'm not going to judge you and I'm going to receive your information and help you with what you're going through, it's going to encourage you to open up. Do you know what I mean? But I'm, what I'm saying is different in the sense that I'm talking about an internal persuasion. Are you ready to be vulnerable? I'm not talking about who you're going to be vulnerable to. I think people are ready. Huh? I think people are ready. No, I don't think people are ready. I think if people sit down and ask... Why do you think they aren't ready? Because they've lived their life for X amount of years not being vulnerable. Or they've been through certain situations that they've locked their heart and they don't want to be vulnerable. Mm. So that is an internal thing. Do you get what I'm saying? It's an internal decision. It's an internal conviction. It's just like, you know, for example... If I remember, a lot of guys are vulnerable t- towards women, but that at the same time, a lot of guys are not even vulnerable at all to male or female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Because yes, yes, though we're seeing that more could guys be because of the fear of judgment. So, for example, certain roadmen they won't be vulnerable because they feel like because of their reputation, yeah, their reputation is at risk and it might be diminished if they are vulnerable. Yeah. However, if a roadman can be vulnerable 
and still have the same reputation, still be seen as that guy, he probably will be vulnerable. Yeah, but that's the, the whole point of being vulnerable is showing your weak side. So that's your, your a vulnerability means a flaw or a weakness. Yeah, yeah, Let's of course. say a weakness. Of course. So you exposing a weakness is you have to understand you exposing your weakness doesn't make you any less of a person. Mm. How the person receives it, that's their issue and not yours. That's what I get. That's what I get we what have the issue with, though. I get what I get what, but that's when it comes to vulnerability, you can't run away from it. It's a weakness. Even if you told your past, like it's just like you sitting now with your pastor's your mentor. How like, but you've got a great relationship with your pastor, and then you're gonna come and tell him. Yo, I've been struggling with masturbation. Mm. Even though you know this guy's not going to... Even you've got a great relationship with your pastor. You know he's gonna, not going to judge you. But you're scared that you telling him about your masturbation issue potentially might make him. So your your fear is of man, not of... Not yeah, of, yeah, there we go. Like I was saying, because, that's the, because that's of the how issue it's going to be received. That's the issue. Because you've not even had the conversation. But you've already... You already fear the judgment that comes that with it. Because of experience, though. Yes. But mm. that does not mean... It's just like... It's just like, ladies, just because you've been cheated on once doesn't mean every guy that you speak to is going to cheat on you. Right on with that message. That's, that's, this is where we have to now be careful. Do we allow our... That's why I'm trying not, I'm you trying to... You can't nullify the fear, though, that women may have with this example. No, but... I can understand a woman being fearful of her boyfriend cheating if she's been cheated on before. I fully get it. I fully understand. No, I'm not saying that it's wrong. What I'm saying is, if you choose to live in fear, mm. then, then the blame is on you now. Oh, if yeah, you of choose, course, of course. If yeah, you yeah, choose as a person to not live vulnerably, mm. how are you going to be free? Yeah, yeah it's awful. Yeah, absolutely. That, 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 that is just my point that I'm trying to oh, make. Okay, that's if awful. You, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not, if if you decide, if you make an internal decision that you're not going to be vulnerable or the best, mm. because whether male or female, because whether you want to get into relationships or you want to build relationships, whether uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, or just friendship relationships, mm. if you are not willing to be vulnerable, yeah. you are not going to get anything out of it. Yeah, you understand? Real, yeah, so at the end of the day... But you it, can understand and sympathize with the people that aren't vulnerable though. No, absolutely. I'm not I'm not nullifying that. Oh, what, okay, I'm saying, okay. what I'm saying is... You're saying it like we're at fault. Yeah, absolutely. No, no I'm not... It's, it's not even you, you're at fault. What I'm saying is if you choose mm. to remain not vulnerable, mm. then everything that happens, you have to point at yourself. Yeah, no, you I agree with that. You, yeah, yeah. You we can't, can't blame other people for our lack of vulnerability. I totally agree with yes. that. But that's what I'm saying. What can the body... That's what, no, so that's why improve. I use the example. Find yourself in a space yeah, yeah, around people, people yeah. who are trustworthy mm. to internally, to internally have, have a discussion with yourself. Am I ready to be vulnerable? Am I ready to be open about my weaknesses to somebody? Just start with somebody, not even a name, not even a person. Just mm. am I first ready to be vulnerable with someone? Because I think a lot of people have to have some, what do they call it? So it's not self-meditation, but internal... Internal discussion. Discussion. Maybe. Mm. Am I ready for that? It's just like b- before someone wants to get married. Yeah, you. The person can say, "Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, um, I accept. Yes, I want to get married to you." You have to ask yourself, bro, are you ready? Mm. Are you ready financially? Are you ready emotionally? Are you ready sexually? Are you ready health wise? All those things. Are you ready? You have to ask yourself those questions. That's not got to do with the next person. So, and then you have to understand out of that. That means there's a level in, in marriage. It's I'm, am I ready to be exposed? Mm. So I guess I guess essentially is we obviously need to be in a place where we are ready and we do remove that fear that we might have that people are going to judge us. Yeah. Um. So and obviously in order to be open, we and need fear to... that you won't be emasculated because you speak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Exactly. Yeah. So I think once that obviously fear is removed then it does place us in a position of more power where we can obviously be open. But I think up until that point, then we are going to be fearful and we won't open up. But like you said, I definitely agree with that. I think it's obviously important that we do kind of... I mean, it's hard. It's easier said than done, but it's hard to kind of take away that judgment factor that we feel that people will have when we are vulnerable and we might appear weak. I mean, we are weak because of what we're going through, but we don't want to appear weak. We don't want to show that sign of weakness because we do feel like we're going to be judged, especially by men, Mm -hmm. whereas women, some some men might be more comfortable to do that. But I think it's, we obviously need to try and live without fear, but it's obviously hard. And this is why I say we should try and make other people comfortable to try and open up. We have to try and show people that 
don't worry, like, I'm actually not going to judge you. I'm not yeah. going to demasculate you based on you sharing whatever you're going through or yeah. you sharing your feelings. Yeah. Um, I don't believe it's only that women that should be dealing with, obviously, men's issues. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think, like, we can obviously deal with it. And I think that's why I was making a point that we can obviously try and show that we are good receivers. We have to, obviously, continue to walk in love to the extent that we are trying to help everybody and we are, you know, trying to sharpen each other as the Bible obviously encourages mm-hmm. us to do yeah. without judging, without obviously demasculating other men. So, I mean... Yeah, I, you know what? One thing I'll say, one piece of advice I'll say is this, and I, this is something personal in a sense that one thing that has allowed me to just have fresh air is losing my fear of man. Mm. I'm a human being. And by nature, I'm flawed. Mm. So I don't have any, I don't have any issue with people knowing that I have an issue mm. because I'm a human being. So whether you have a judgment of me or not, mm. I'm a human, and I'm that's not that's not, and I'm not saying that as an occasion to sin. But what I am saying is that. What makes me, and I'm saying this even as a pastor, I'm speaking as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor. I'm saying this because that puts less pressure on me mm. to perform for people. Mm. I've got issues, you've got issues. We may not be the, we may not have the same issues, but we've got issues. Mm. Therefore, I need to, I, I, I respect you because you have issues. And you respect me because I have issues. That's what makes us human beings. Mm. So if there have been times when I've told people stuff, and somehow it's gone around the block. One, it's just a human thing. People mm. talk. But two, I'm like, I've lost my fear of man. What's mm. the what's the worst? What's the worst that your thoughts can do to me? Your thoughts are not going to change me unless mm. I allow them to affect me. Mm. So I've lost my fear of men or women. Like whatever that, you think yeah. of me, fantastic. Yeah, 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 <laughs> do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Because you have issues too. It's just that I don't know what they are. But I look at you as a human being. Mm. I don't, I don't put you on a pedestal in a sense that you can't make mistakes. Mm. You can. I think that's what, that's a definitely a good thing that you said is that we are human beings and obviously we know the Bible says the heart of man is wicked. Desperately and we, wicked, yeah. So naturally, we are going to be quite sinful mm. and the fact that we are going to be quite sinful, that shows that we already have a problem. Yeah, you know what I mean? already. Um, so if somebody else knows our problem, that mm-hmm. shouldn't really be as much as an issue yeah. because we're going to have issues anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely good. And I think if we can understand, fully understand like what the scripture says about us being desperately wicked, yeah. then it might make it easier for us to open up. It definitely. might make it easier for us to be vulnerable with people because the person we're being vulnerable to already knows that we're going to be with sin. Absolutely. They already know that we're going to have issues. They already know, they might not know what we're struggling with, but they're going to know that we have our fears, that we have our insecurities. Mm-hmm. And I think for any man, to obviously come across as if they don't have any fears and insecurities then they're mm. obviously lying do you know what I mean you know what also and I feel that there's a spiritual because especially for men like are, that are deep in scripture deep in theology da, 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 there's this whole oh well if he's got an issue that makes him less of a Christian oh uh, yeah oh my and you know God. one scripture I love it's in James and James says confess your thoughts one to another confess your thoughts one to another mm. which means he was saying listen they're all like all of us, you're gonna have some sort of fault, but confess them one to another and pray for one another. Mm. There's another scripture that says, if anyone is overtaken in sin, or is if anyone is overtaken in sin, you who are spiritual, restore them. Mm. Which means that there are gonna be people that are broken. There's gonna be people that are suffering. There's gonna be people that have issues. But the Bible says, or the, the, the apostles are saying basically, look. You who are mature, mm. help these guys out. That's yeah, why, yeah. for me, for me, I'm like, look, if I have an issue, I'm gonna go to my brother straight mm. away. I'm mm. gonna because I have, I have no shame. Yeah. I have no shame. I have no shame, mm. and that's something I'm very honest. If I have, if 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 I need help, look, like there's, I've, I said it in the last, I said it in the last episode. Like mm. there's been times where I've been very low, and the missus will pray for me, mm. and it's the missus's prayer that I've carried, has carried me through. Do you understand? Mm. But and I, I have no level like as a man, I'm still the man of the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still a husband. I'm still a father to my daughter. Mm. But that doesn't change. That doesn't change my rank because, mm. I, because I feel low about the season I'm in. Yeah, yeah. But no, of course. Because I'm comfortable going. Look, I know you can help me. 
Can you pray for me? Mm. Can you encourage me? Mm. And I get that because I'm willing to be vulnerable. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like yeah. a lot of people's freedom will come if they're just first, the first step, if they're just willing to be. Mm. If you're just willing to be, you will see how much freedom will come. Mm. Like people, even when people do these whole expose things and whatever, people feel free when they open up. Mm. If they can do that in the world, why not in the church? Mm. Open your mm. mouth, talk to someone, confess. Look, this is what I'm going through. If Even if you're going to be judged at the end of the day, you know what? The Bible still says confess. Yeah, you know yeah, that I'm yeah, doing right yeah. by scripture anyway. Yeah. So for me, I, that, 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 would be, that would be my nugget for everyone. And remember, it's God's grace that sustains us all. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. we didn't need God's grace, Jesus wouldn't have died for us. Mm, so Jesus, badly. the grace of God allows us to be vulnerable because mm. the grace of God goes, look, even though you're weak, but my grace makes you strong. strong yeah. So whatever you're missing, my grace helps you anyway. anyway yeah, so yeah, if yeah. anyone picks anything from what I've said today, mm. let that be let the roundup. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, I agree, man. I agree. I just want to obviously say one more thing. I think yeah, we're obviously, we're in a place where I think the body is expanding and the body is growing and social media has brought the body a bit tighter. Yeah. Um, in a sense that like people are connecting via Instagram, people mm-hmm. are connecting via Twitter. Yeah. People that have never met each other before, yeah, they're connecting, yeah. connecting yeah. really, really well. Yeah. Um, Christians really getting together. And I think that's obviously a really, really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely believe that people should obviously make use of the connection. So like you said about uh, you said before about being around other people that is going to help you and is going to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think social media is giving people the ability to do that because it's connecting yep. us all with each other, yep. which is really, really good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't really got it within your immediate circle, then please like look at people on your outside of your circle, yeah, people yeah, that you man. might see at a distance, that you mm-hmm. might not see each other all the time because mm-hmm. they could definitely be able to help. Do you yep. know what I mean? But yep. just to obviously round up within the like, next t- 10 seconds, the scripture that you bought is really, really good, bro. The scripture mm-hmm. in James. Mm-hmm. And if you just like repeat that scripture Confess, for us. Confess. Let me let me even let me even get up. Because I think that's definitely like a a good scripture to really round round this whole thing up so that you can encourage encourage our boys and our men to obviously get out there and really, really, really speak, man. Okay. Um James, James chapter five, verse sixteen. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person. Is a is powerful and effective. I'll read that again. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Which means we need we all need healing in different mm, aspects mm, of our mm. life. But it says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That's James chapter five verse sixteen. Amen. That's perfect. Amen. Right, we're out. It's the real talk, real walk family. Word. The place where we give you the real. Much love. Speak to us. Let us know what your what your thoughts are as well. Twitter, Instagram, hit us up. This is a it's a deep conversation, but we want to build a culture of vulnerability without fear of judgment and without the fear of man or woman. So much love. Adios.